and how do you tap into this e-commerce market and not have to spend a lot of time, um, but really just leverage your capital. Then they come to us, they pay us a premium and we leverage our team, our infrastructure and everything around that to build them out an Amazon or Walmart business and run and operate that entire thing on behalf of them with their capital. So it's sort of a hands-off investment in the e-commerce world. And we do it in a manner where the actual business itself is it's not just about driving passive income for the investor because they own the business outright. It's about building it out in a manner where it is an appreciating asset, digital asset um, that's worth value over time and, and sellable in the future. Welcome to the Land Life Podcast with your host, PJ Riley. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Land Life Podcast. My name is PJ Riley. Guys, if you're getting value, if you're learning new things, new exciting things, make sure you leave a comment. Let us know what you're learning so that we can keep doing those things. Uh, guys, at the end of the podcast, too, our guest, Will Basta, will be giving you uh, ways you can contact him, ways you can, if, if, if what he said resonated with you, um, there's ways for you to contact him and kind of keep the ball rolling, keep the conversation going. Um, so today, our guest is Will Basta, co-founder of Ascend E-Commerce. Uh, Will, how you doing? How's it going, man? Happy to be here. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for being here. Now, uh, I, we talked about this earlier, but there's bamboo trees behind you. <laughs> you got to be in Thailand. Uh, I don't know, somewhere like Singapore or something like that. Where are you at right now? Yeah, a lot, a lot of trickery here. This is just a uniquely designed house uh, in Venice Beach, California. This is a house slash uh, RHQ slash office for leadership um, for our company. So behind me is... Is pretty much the bamboo that is very resilient to my dog's pee. Um, I mentioned that as well too. Uh, bamboo is extremely resilient; it grows really fast, uh, so that's why it looks really tropical behind me. That's pretty yeah. good. I don't think that would grow in my house or in my backyard here in, in Denver, though. I don't. I think maybe might... not. Mine is a little, maybe a little bit more warm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, e-commerce. Ascend e-commerce. Um, what is that? And like, explain that just just a little bit to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Some of your listeners might be familiar with the term like Amazon automation or e-commerce automation. It's been thrown around a lot the last few years. Um, bad taste in some people's mouth about it. Um, there's a lot of different organizations that present themselves as an, as an automation company. Um, and the reason why we started this company essentially was to legitimize that term and, and really bring in true infrastructure and real logistics into this actual kind of business investment offering, which this is. And so essentially what we are is a logistics company, a wholesale distributor for products and a management service for e-commerce platforms, third-party platforms like Amazon and Walmart. Um, pretty much we do all that and we wrap that into one as an investment offering for clients. And to sort of simplify that, people pay us an upfront. They want to diversify into something outside of your traditional real estate, your traditional uh, you know, stocks, et cetera. They, they want to look into something else that's growing. And how do you tap into this e-commerce market and not have to spend a lot of time, um, but really just leverage your capital? Then they come to us, they pay us a premium, and we leverage our team, our infrastructure, and everything around that to build them out an Amazon or Walmart business and run and operate that entire thing on behalf of them with their capital. So it's sort of a hands-off investment in the e-commerce world. And we do it in a manner where the actual business itself is its not just about driving passive income for the investor because they own the business outright. It's about building it out in a manner where it is an appreciating asset, digital asset. Um, that's worth value over time and, and sellable in the future. So building a business for them that they can sell down the road. Yes, exactly. 
Okay. Exactly. So, so how does that look? So let's say I come to you and I'm like, okay, I mean, do they have to know, have, have knowledge of a specific product type? Like how does, when you get in touch with a new person, a brand new person, how does that conversation look? Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you, if you looked at our client base, you know, we have, we have essentially clients that have, you know, zero background in this, some that have, you know, established brands that came to us. Um, a lot of them are just busy professionals from school teachers all the way up to, you know, you can even have retirees, veterans, real estate professionals all over the board. The commonality is they don't have time, but they want to tap into this industry. So they come to us. They're essentially the financial driver of the business or the experts in the driver's seat. So what we, what we do is they pay that upfront, that infrastructure cost, then we leverage their working capital. We, if you look at a client store that's three to six months in, I mean, they're going to be selling everything from mustard to, to auto parts to baby products. I mean, it is across the map, data-driven based on what's going to make money. Um, and we're sourcing products on behalf of them. They have, it's a hands-off investment. So they have visibility in what's going on, but we do it all for them. And we take their capital and we are sourcing from distributors, products that we know we can sell at a margin. And we're selling them through Amazon channel as an Amazon Prime product, as well as directly to the customer through our facilities in Dallas, Texas, where we prep packages and also fulfill items. So they don't have to have their own warehouse. They do not. And that's, that's none of that. And that's, that's why people ask, why would I do this? You know, why would I partner with someone else? Well, you know, if you look at the actual, the, the model, and if you want to have a scalable model with no ceiling to it, essentially you're going to want to have a partner that's got infrastructure in place and it's got a warehouse that's exclusive, right? That exclusivity of having a warehouse means we have a team that's prepping these products before they go to Amazon's warehouse to be fulfilled by Amazon as a prime product. And we also fulfill them straight to the customers. So they don't have to worry about a warehouse or anything around that or having to deal with any kind of infrastructure costs that would be associated with expanding outside of your garage if you wanted to start selling on Amazon. So this is super interesting. I've, I've never, I, I, I'm sure it existed. I just never heard of this before. So this person then basically buys a business that you're running for them. Exactly. It, they, that's, they, that's how they do it. Yeah. You can, you can look at it that way. Um, they essentially, but we are building the business from the ground up. So yeah. they're essentially paying. And again, my legal teammates want to use this, but I use this term regardless. It is sort of like a franchising fee, right? Yeah. You know, they're paying to have us leverage our infrastructure to build them out of business on Amazon on seller account that is directly theirs that they own from the ground up and make that into a six and seven figure business over time. It doesn't happen overnight, obviously, okay. but it's, it's a process and it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint, but there's a lot of ways to, to sort of add to, and I know we'll probably touch on this, but I like to do the comparison of like, if you bought a house and you wanted to rent it out in Airbnb, say you wanted to raise the rates, right? What would you do? You would redo the bathroom, you'd you know, repaint the deck, add a hot tub, whatever. We have access to different ways to accelerate your business and add more value to it, like adding branded products. And it gets very complex, but it doesn't just stop with a wholesale model of sourcing and getting passive income. There's ways to expand upon the actual business that we've already built. Okay. So this person doesn't need to know about the mustard they're selling. They don't need to know about, I don't know, the toothpaste that they're selling. They don't need any sort of like, um, I guess, skills going into this. All they need to have is the upfront capital to put you guys to work. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's a, it's a one-time upfront and it's a, it's a performance-based partnership. So they pay that upfront once. And then the only other fees to us throughout the entire term of working with us are when we make you money as an investor. So we'll take, based on the upfront that they pay, we take a percentage of that net profit 
that is generated from their business as we grow it over time. But they don't need to worry about anything else. I mean, there are communication channels, there's ways to access you know, the data, what's getting purchased, financial analytics of your business. Yes, you can dig into all of that. You can communicate with us. It's not like there's no way to talk to us. But point is, is it's built for someone who wants it automated that doesn't have time. And so we have clients that we don't talk to for months. And we have clients that they want to engage with us every other day. I mean, it just really depends on how on how you want to approach it. Yeah, I would not want to engage <laughs> at all. I mean, that's the majority of the reason. And that's set out clearly. I mean, if you want to build out a passion project with products, you know, maybe maybe take a course or, you know, go down a different route. This is something that is not driven by the kind of products. Yes, we can not sell certain things if you feel like you don't want to sell plastic wrap products. We have some clients that are environmental conscious about stuff like that. We yeah. can sort of take those out. But at the end of the day, what we are selling is all data-driven. It's all profitable stuff. And that could be anything, like I said, from kids' toys to automotive products. That's insane. I Okay, so when I go to order products on Amazon, though, isn't it – I thought it was Amazon providing these products to me. I was That's at the but when I mean, we get a box every day at my house, at yeah. least one box a day with my wife ordering things, the kids ordering things. Dude, there's boxes show up every day. Through Prime, right? Question, this was yeah. Amazon delivering this to me. It was them. It is them boxes. delivering. So they're fulfilling most. So there's Amazon Prime and there's non-Prime. So when you go on Amazon.com and you're searching at products, the ones that have a Prime label means they're coming out of Amazon's warehouse. But over 50% of the time, that product, most of the time, it's not even owned by Amazon. You can see in fine print, there's actually a seller. That seller is one of our clients or someone like our clients where we actually, if we source that product, repackage it and send it to Amazon's warehouse to be fulfilled out of their warehouse. Those prime trucks have third-party seller products in it, like our clients' products. Then you can look at the products that aren't prime. They normally have over a two-day shipping, more, more like a four to six-day ship time. Those are generally getting fulfilled directly from the actual seller. So we do that as well. And we fulfill directly from our warehouse. So that's when it won't come in an Amazon box and it'll come via UPS, et cetera. That's insane. Okay. This sound, over fifty percent. Over fifty percent of their revenue comes from third-party sellers online. People don't realize that Amazon. Yeah, which is wild. This sounds. I'm not gonna. I don't want to make this in a negative light, but this sounds almost too good to be true. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I, I run a business, right? And if yeah. I could have, if I could go sit in the living room all day, and someone else would be up here, kind of buying and selling the products that I sell, that'd be, I mean, pretty amazing. So what, there's got to be some sort of downside. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could speak about the risks of the business, but the whole point of paying the premium to work with us is to mitigate the risks. We actually also guarantee everyone's investment. When I say guarantee, if you invested 40 grand with us, that is guaranteed to be made back at a minimum or we will pay you the difference. Um, that's another conversation to have. And that's why we do a secure, we make it secure in the fact that, you know, we know that people are investing in something that they're not aware of in terms of the industry. They're not familiar with investing in e-commerce. So, and we're confident in how we built these businesses. We've built, you know, over 400 of them so far successfully. So in terms of the actual risks, of course there's risks, right? The risk would be, you know, you are buying product up front. Amazon is a beast when it comes down to, you know, them taking over on certain things and sort of undercutting competitors. So you have to watch out. Sometimes they'll come in and they will, because they're a billion dollar company, they'll somehow source something cheaper and undercut you in price. That worst case scenario, we just liquidate the items down, you break even on that product. So sitting product is your is your biggest fear, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the, the basic risk of it being a third-party platform and 
you know, it is Amazon and they cross their wires on shit all the time. And so sometimes they'll randomly, if your store has got a good sales velocity, they'll pause it and do an audit, but that's extremely temporary. Um, so you'll get those kind of weird lapses in the business. It's not just like rainbows and sunshine the entire time. You might have a hiccup along the way. Obviously, that's the nature of any kind of business. But at the end of the day, there's not, you know, there's no other risks around that, really. Because the, the model that we build out is, it's been proven multiple times. And our focus is on sustainability and longevity of the business. And that's also why patience is part of this as well. I mean, we don't want any people to come in here and think they're going to make, you know, 50 grand overnight. You know, it takes time to build the block, the building blocks, put these together of the actual business, and then actually have Amazon start favoring you as a seller and algorithmically start, premier, algorithmically start premiering your products, therefore increasing your sales. And then again, if I, this is actually like pretty interesting, but if you, once you get your first sale, your store starts to age and appreciate, right? No matter what, it becomes a store that is aging. If you got one sale and then you decided, I'm not going to sell anything at all. And after one sale and you waited a, a year, let's say, you literally could flip that exact same store that you paid nothing just to open it yourself and just sell one product, probably sell it for like three grand, to be honest with you. <laughs> what? Just by holding it for a year, just because there's a market for multiple, for, for business, it's an asset and it appreciates once it's aged and it's a 2021, 2022 store and you're in year 2023, Amazon algorithmically looks at that store differently and it's ahead of the line of a store that just started today. So like, that's, that's just a small thing right there. You can just see the value as e-com as an actual real estate asset online, a digital asset, a digital real estate asset, like use that term, because that, that fact alone is pretty crazy. I mean, we buy eight stores all the time and flip them. So it's, it's a whole other side of the business, but yeah. Okay. I, I got, I have shiny object syndrome and I know a lot of people that are listening to this also do. So uh, my, my wheels are, my gears are churning now. Okay. So I give the I give you guys like you said I'll just use your number forty thousand dollars to yeah. start my business for me. Um, what type of returns? What are are typical? I guess yeah for, for an investor or for a I guess you wouldn't even really be an investor. You'd be a business owner really at that point, right? Yeah, you, you exactly. call them investors. Exactly. You own the business one hundred percent outright. We're like contractors that are just operating the whole thing for mm -hmm. you. So everything behind the scenes is run by us and we only take a percentage of that split. So if you invest 40K, 70% of all profits, net, true net profits go to you. 30% go to us to operate the business, right? So we're, we're performance-based, the partnership after the upfront. Um, let's just say conservatively, you invest 40 grand. We want you to have by month six, about 40 grand in working capital. So you need 40 grand. It doesn't go as far as products, right? You need working capital, credit lines, business credit lines, credit card lines revolving. So you, you're using one card, you're paying it down, getting paid out bi-weekly, you're getting multiple points. There's a lot, all of the, it's all the podcasts we could have. But how yeah, you I leverage. think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. So you want to use business credit, obviously, number one. But at the end of the day, the whole point is to use, open up an entity, open up the Amazon store, leverage your business card on that. And if we can get you to at least match a 40 grand investment with about four, 30 to 40K in working capital by the sixth month, we're looking at getting you to break even on that 40K investment 12 to 14 months in, right? That's the slowest 12 months of the entire business. But that's a great ROI when it comes down to breaking even. If you compare it to real estate, I mean, shit, you're investing in something, you're getting your money back in 14 months. We've had, it, we've had as early as 10 months, as late as 16 months. And that depends on what they're injecting into the business. Obviously, the more you put in, 
you're getting 20% margins on all your spend, you can do the math there. Obviously, the more you spend, the more you make, that kind of thing. Um, so if you wanted to average out the first year, like roughly two to four, that's, this equates to having, let's say you have zero sales the first three months, but your last, your last 10, 11, 12 months, you're making six grand a month or something, right? You want to average that out roughly two to $4,000 per month in net profit. If we look at year two, year two is when things really take flight. That's when you can pump a lot of money in your business and really get it to the point where on average, sometime in year two, you know, one store is truly established. We're looking at an average of like seven to $12,000 in net profit that they're making monthly. And then you can look at our largest client ever did 29 grand in a month. You know, like they've got serious working capital limits in the six figures, right? Mm -hmm. So it varies. Um, but like on average, like the goal is to have you have a floating, let's just say a grand in net profit going into year two, and that's all hands off and you're building up the points from that. And again, one thing I want to touch on too is, and we have clients that come to us and they have very deep pockets and they say, Hey, I've got a half a million in working credit and you know, I want to pump this store to the moon. That's yeah, great. Love to hear that. But at the end of the day, we also want to make sure there's diversification within e-commerce it's not just about putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. Covering more ground on these platforms is extremely important. Getting multiple Amazon stores, getting Walmart, which is a huge, it's a huge marketplace that is emerging like crazy in the online world, under 200,000 sellers, compared to 2 million on Amazon. So that's definitely a market to attack. It mitigates risks across your e-com portfolio if you have multiple stores with slightly different strategies on each. So that's where we sort of recommend clients who have that kind of money where they buy portfolios or sort of bundles of businesses per se. Okay. How are you scaling something like this? Let's so say I, I, I'm an investor. I want to scale. I, I want to get bigger. Do I buy more stores uh, or do, do I, do I go to you guys and say, open more, I guess, entities for me, or are we just going to scale the current one we're in? Uh, so, so in terms of, you know, you're saying if you're an investor that has, that already has an established one. Already has an established one. Do I bring in, do I, do I start another one? And we, now I do a Walmart one. Now I do an Amazon. Most of the time, that's that's the move. Okay. Most of the time, we would recommend that um, if you have capital like that, because it also opens up. It gives you the malleability to say, hey, I want to sell this one, but I also want to keep this one for passive income. And like at the end of the day, it's like, why give away something that's generating all this money? But these are assets that are appreciating. So if you want, if you can have a portfolio of stores, you know that you can also sell one for a quick X amount of money and have that flexibility. And then on top of that, you can cross sell your products both on Amazon and Walmart, and you'll get higher margins on Walmart, just a little bit less foot traffic. And there's also certain categories that do better on certain platforms. Like more people search for automotive products on Walmart than they do on Amazon. That's just the way it is, right? Yeah. Um, so there's just, and there's less restrictions on Walmart in terms of categories you can sell in. Um, but again, their platform is a little finicky because it's new. So you have your, your, you know, your pros and cons on each side. So a balanced portfolio if you had that kind of money, it would be probably two Amazon and one Walmart business and, you know, sort of push private label on one. I mean, I can go on forever about this, but <laughs> that's, that's a short answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yes. Yeah. You, you, you want to buy a few different in a few different places. Um, let, let's say I'm, I'm a, I'm a younger person with not a lot of capital to start out. Um, how would they go about doing something like this? Like, uh, let's yeah, say they so have 40 grand. This is a young kid. He's 20 years old. He doesn't, he's still in school maybe. Yeah. Got yeah, I'd say that's probably premature, but I, I would say the number one thing to focus on is your credit. So work on your personal credit first. Your personal credit is what opens you opens doors to business credit, which opens doors to 0% of the bank's money, which opens doors to you investing in opportunities like this. I'm um, leveraging the bank's money at 0% or very, very low interest rates. 
in a asset that's going to be generating cash flow where you're not going to be hit with high interest rates and you can pay that back and then compound that success kind of thing. But you know, if I if I could tell myself back when I was 20 to focus on my personal credit, I mean shit, that'd be the first advice for business, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. yeah. So that's that's how we would look at it. Yeah. In college, I remember going to the student center and there was like tons of credit card guys and they'll give you a free t-shirt if you sign yeah. up for their new, you know, whatever their yeah. credit card was. Right. So dude, I would go to the gym every day with a new visa t-shirt, MasterCard <laughs> t-shirt, you know, water yeah. bottle from discover. I mean, dude, I had it all, man, but I signed up for all these stupid credit cards and then I, ended up- and then I had it all, including the debt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I used it cause it was free money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a devil's plastic, man. Yeah. I, I was exactly. extremely irresponsible with that back in the day. You know, it took a lot of hits on my credit, but you know, there's ways out of that, obviously. But it's 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 you know, I grew up in a household where credit is shunned upon. Obviously, it's like mm-hmm. stay away from that; you're going to get yourself in trouble, right? Yeah. But you know, I laugh about it with my mom now because it's like, yeah, it is if you irresponsibly leverage it. You know what I mean? So if you can leverage these, they've been taking advantage of consumers for decades. These credit card companies, right? Yeah. So like. If you do it the right way, you can take advantage of them. <laughs> I oh, was yeah. in Europe all summer and I didn't pay a dollar for any of my flights. So it's like they're, you know, you, you run them on these businesses, you can use them for cash back purposes. You know, zero percent is there, but it always starts with personal credit until you can sort of veer off that. Once you get a fun little fact here, this is a nice little hint for most and a lot of your you know listeners might know this, some might not. But if you have an American Express card, both personal and um or or just business, say it's just a personal card. After having them for at least, I'd say sixty days, if you just open one, they don't they don't pull they don't do hard credit pulls when you open a new Amex on any entity you want. They go by the relationship. They only do a soft pull, and they only look at the fact that you've been an Amex customer with them and you're not in debt with them. And you can open up. I've got like fifteen credit cards with Amex, and you can compound opening up business entities and not get your credit pulled, which is just awesome with American Express. Chase is a different story. They actually do pull your credit. Yeah. Um, but that's a great little thing right there. If you have minimal history, focus on getting your first American Express card early on. You get that early on, and the longer you have that relationship with them, you can always see it on the Amex cards, members since. They take that age yeah. of of member very seriously. As long as you have a good history with them, you're not going to be dinging your credit every time you apply for a new card, and you get all these bonuses. So that's a fun little thing to be aware of. I, th- I think credit is so interesting, too. Like I did not understand the benefits of credit cards when I was a younger I'm not young now, but when I was in my, even in my late twenties, I didn't get it. You know, I didn't understand all I knew was it was bad and it was crushing me. Right. But if you do take advantage of these credit cards, I mean, like you were saying, there's, there's tons of 0% interest um, options. There's things like, I mean, if you've watched the show, there's things like fund and grow where you can get all, you know, you can get 0% interest credit cards and I'm not going to butcher their their spiel, but you can get 0% interest <laughs> credit cards, uh, you know, you know, start a business or, or expand on your current business. There's lots of ways of doing that. But just um, like you said, living on the, the credit card points too. Um, if you have wow. a credit card, uh, like we don't pay, my family doesn't pay for our vacations either. You know, it's yeah. based on points. You use a credit card for your personal expenses. At the end of every single month, you pay off that credit card so that you yep. don't have this rolling uh, debt, uh, this rolling bill that's accumulating interest. Um, and if you continuously do that, I mean, it's it's a great cheat code to get free vacations, free hotels, all, all this cool stuff. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's that's why it's so great. To, I mean, there's other models that align with this, but the quick turnaround of an e-commerce business, the ability to to rack up 
tens of thousands of dollars on a card monthly and have it be paid back and paid down within 45 days once it gets cyclical there mm -hmm. like the amount of points you're getting is insane and they're also just building an awesome relationship amex loves you because they're like all right this guy's spending a lot of money and he's not i mean maybe they don't love you as much because <laughs> you're not getting charged you're not paying any fees yeah. <laughs> you're not they're not making money off you they're just giving you money at that point if you do it the right way yeah. but um it's a good way to build that relationship out and and also just learn the environment with credit because there's it's that's the one thing we have in the us that you don't hire friends in canada the uk all over the world and it's like none of them have these they have like that one credit card they have you know kind of thing the us is is as much as it's like it's on the surface people are scared of credit but that is one of the biggest benefits that we have is the credit system and not using your, your cold hard cash on purchases and just leveraging taking the liability off you essentially you're using the bank's money someone runs away with something and the service isn't provided you know you can essentially get the credit card company to refund you which is yeah. awesome yeah, yeah absolutely so. if you take advantage of the system it's it's awesome um i've been on both sides you know where like i said when i was younger and i uh you know i get these i max out these garbage credit cards yeah a 22 percent interest and then be like oh no like i, I owe all this money you know to this credit yeah. card company and, and i back then i wasn't making any any money but now totally. um you utilize these the right credit cards and you use the right system you can really uh you know accelerate your growth in 100%. business and personally by a lot that the average person doesn't even quite understand right the average person i think that needs to be a class in in high school and college is like just credit card utilization like mm -hmm. how you can really excel uh we have family in, in in Europe too and they don't they don't like credit cards right it's a negative yeah. it's looked at as I don't I don't want to mess with that but if they were taking advantage of it they would love it you know uh right exactly because the bad taste in the mouth is because historically people have not responsibly done it and then they get ripped with fees yep. and then it's like shit I never want to be in credit card debt ever again but if you know how to balance out what you're actually making with what you're spending and you pay that stuff off in time you were getting free money from it yeah yeah. And great perks, lounges absolutely. and airports, and whatever it may be. You know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. And and I don't think good good news is is really hard to come by sometimes. So like, yeah. uh, you're going to hear more often. Oh, credit yeah. cards! They screwed this person. They screwed that person. Yeah, of course. Um, and I get it because it, there's there's probably a lot more of that. Uh, mm -hmm. But if we just don't hear the the positive, you don't. No, no, no. <laughs> It's not cool. Not unless, it's not listen, not not unless you listen to this podcast. You know? Exactly. It's all I talk about. It's cool, nice, cool, exciting thing. Right? <laughs> all right. Future of e-commerce. What, what do you see as the future of, of the businesses that you're helping people run? Oh, man. There's a lot of different directions this is going to go. Um, at the end of the day, I think, you know, there are, you know, they've just actually, you know, they just invested in just a little sidebar on this. Is they have all electric or they're rolling these out. Amazon is electric delivery buses now which is awesome too. But drones are going to be delivering, uh, delivering products eventually. The whole point here is as things innovate within Amazon, these third-party platforms, you just want to make sure you're on Amazon's favorable side. Yeah. So you want to make sure you are, they are holding some of your product and they are making money off storing some of your product, et cetera, because we don't know what direction they're going to go. But the feature that we look at internally for our company, it's overseas. It is the UK market, the German market, and the Canadian market, the top three markets that we're going to infiltrate over the next 24 months. And that's not just selling to, that's not just getting clients from those areas, but also a current client we have right now, making sure that they can do Amazon.ca, which is the Canadian market, and we can sell into that market as well. 
in the UK market, in the EU market, um, .de, you know, the German market's growing like crazy. German market, UK market, Guinea market, even the Italian market too. Um, there's just a lot of expansive growth ahead. And we're going to be one of the first ones that are in that market from the US providing it as a service to clients. And so I see just global expansion being huge in this industry. And we are already in talks in the UK right now. I mean, there are, there's things that we're putting together to make sure that we can expand upon, you know, what's because at the end of the day, I mean, Amazon in the US is still growing. Um, yeah. It's still growing, obviously, but there's always something better when you're going into a market that has 100 million less products that are provided and providing that product that they don't have. You know what I mean? And so that's what we're foreseeing for this model is, is global expansion. Wow. So you'll be putting, man, so can you, are, are you currently in those markets or, or is that anticipated down the road? Internally, we are. Internally, we're in the Canadian market and the UK market. So we've got obviously Ascend Ecom internal stores where we test strategies out and stuff like that. And so the last eight months we've been in those two markets. Uh, the, the, the difference that we need to figure out is, is, it's first of all, I mean, obviously there's different buying trends. So we're collecting data around that, but then it's also, we need to have infrastructure in these countries to make it work or partners in the infrastructure space. So that's essentially what we've been working on is making sure we can get those pieces together. And we never roll anything out for clients unless we know that it's safe and it works first. Yeah. Um, you know, we like to, we like to be innovative and stuff, but we always test stuff out before we roll it out. We're not, we're not too bullish in terms of timing. Um, yeah. Like there's no rush, you know, we want to make sure it's done right the first time. Yeah, that's super cool. If you're listening to this, though, I know a lot of people that I talk to, they're 10 steps ahead, right? Yeah. I talk to these guys and I'm like, dude, how did you even know that was a thing? Um, yeah. so that's, this is kind of what we're talking about there, you know, being like Wayne Gretzky says, you know, you go where the puck's going to be, not where the puck is currently at, right? Yeah, you know, that's kind sure. of what you guys are doing. That's super cool. So guys, if you're listening to this, um, Maybe jump on now so that you can be a part of this <laughs> Europe. You know, you're in Germany, Italy, all these cool places. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you. Yeah. You have your own store. Do you personally yes. have a store? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Well, I I would feel, I don't know what the right word is I'm looking for, but if I wasn't involved personally, it'd be a little weird, right? Yeah. Um, we, had, we have four stores cool. um, personally between my business partner and I. Uh, some of them are testing stuff. Some of them we have private label stuff on. Um, one is a supplement store that does really, really well on Amazon. Um, they're all, they're mixed on it. Three of them are Amazon and one of them is Walmart. So, yeah, that's, that's really good to know because I think I, I, you hear about a lot of like, like people like, like coaches or people selling a product, selling a system of some kind and they do it actually sell it themselves. Yeah, you know, that's, so I'm like, why would so I that's ever everywhere. money? Yeah, that's everywhere. It's scary. Absolutely. Yeah, it's terrifying. I also, I also, what spawned this company is. Jeremy and I, we were already involved in e-commerce, but Jeremy's my business partner. We actually invested in a, what you would call a competitor of ours. I wouldn't call him a competitor now because they're really not. But at the time, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> but at the, at the time, like they were offering this model. And that's how we realized how broken the industry was and how ineffective all these providers are. But we invested in an automation model because it looked beautiful on the surface. And then we picked apart the inefficiencies and filled in the gaps and built our own company. Um, you know, we didn't invent this model. We took a model that was broken and legitimized it essentially. Wow, that's super cool. Yeah, I, I just run across so much of the, you know, do I'm a real estate coach and I'm, a, I'm, I'm teaching people how to fix and flip houses. And then I yeah. ask, you know, well, how many have you done? Well, I haven't done one yet. I'm like, what? what? 
talking about? It's like they took someone else's course and they're reselling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's an industry in itself is yeah. teaching people to do things that you've never done yourself. You know, it's yeah. very I don't know, bizarre. There's a lot of shit. I mean, we're in a digital space, you know, this, these days. And it's like, there's a lot of beautiful things that have come from it. But there's a lot yeah. of, you know, that th- th- you have to be diligent in terms of like how you're vetting out who you're investing with. You know, same thing, like we, the office you see right here, and we have clients visit all the time. People are perspectives, people who just sign with us. They come to our warehouse facility. We're extremely transparent. You can come visit anytime in Dallas, see the actual nuts and bolts of the operation. As digital as this is, we still have an infrastructure and we're here to shake your hands. We're not going to hide behind a screen just because there's too much of that going on these days where there are those untrustworthy kind of opportunities. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a, just a, it's a, it's a messy situation out there, you know? And so transparency is key in this industry. I think in the digital space in general, um, and making sure that, you know, <laughs> tell your background, what, what have you done? What are you doing? Can we actually meet um, like that kind of thing? I think that still holds a lot of weight. Can we trust you? Yeah. Trust is huge. Yeah. 40,000 bucks. I mean, to some people, that's nothing to some, to a lot of people, the vast majority, that's, that's a that's lot. A lot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can go as low as 20 grand. Um, so the 40,000 is our high package. Um, so we have an entry point as low as 20 and even lower than that, um, which we don't really present that. But if there, there are options a little bit lower for different kind of programs that we're rolling out. Um, but yeah, it absolutely. I mean, we, we look at it too, as, as it's a lot of money, regardless of if someone's a millionaire or not, Yeah, it's still a good chunk of change either way. Um, but we want people to come in who are financially comfortable, who like, look at it in a worst case scenario, you're putting in a savings account for, for two years, worst case, look, worst case, which is not going to happen and has not happened with us where we've actually had to pay someone back. But, you know, you have a secure guarantee on this no matter what. And you're also getting a business asset that, like I said before, you know, you only had one sale, you could flip it in a year for three grand, yeah. um, which would be worth way more than that after we establish it for a year, um, probably close to the five to 10,000 at minimum. Um, but yeah. So like, that's how you have to look at it. You're, you're getting an asset that's appreciating. That's giving you some cash flow, obviously some passive income. And at the end of the day, even if it takes longer to grow than you'd like that 40 grand you invested, no matter what you are not going to be negative on that, no matter what. So that's important mindset to, to have, but it leads into the patience aspect of this investment. You know, yeah, I like, think anybody's, that has to grow. Yeah. yeah. I think anybody starting a business though, you're going to spend money. You know, whether it seems like it's free to start because it's just your idea, man, I promise you, you're going to spend yeah. 20, 40,000 bucks. You're going to spend that. No yep. question about it. Um, and to be able to, so, so when you build your own company though, it's impossible to sell initially because you're the person, right? Yeah. You're the one running everything. So let's say mm-hmm. I start a, I don't know, we can make up anything. We're selling widgets, right? And yeah. I, I am the one buying it. I am the one selling it. I've still spent twenty to forty thousand dollars investing in this. Yeah. I can't sell that because yeah. I can't sell it because it's me. I'm still the one running it. In your case, you're the ones running it. So it's yeah. a packaged up uh, business that's sellable, which I yeah. think is the biggest key. Yeah. To this, is that it? You so can they can you can even pause. Yeah, you can pause the store and just sell the store, or you can sell with our management services built on top to a buyer. So sometimes you some buyer corporations just want to buy an age business that's doing well and then add their products to that. Mm-hmm. And some, you know, some will just really want to buy an operating business as cash flowing with our management services. And that's an add-on too in terms of the value. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and who knows what that's going to be worth in two years, 
given that like we're very unique in the industry in terms of how we're set up. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot of ways to look at it. It's, it's extremely unique. Uh, there's just so much opportunity. This is a fact I, I keep bringing up because I was baffled when I read this last month. And I wanted to just touch on this briefly is that because yeah. I was shocked that that only 16% of the the uh, the retail market in the U.S. is e-commerce. 16%. Even though I buy all my stuff online. <laughs> and you do too, probably. Like 90% of my stuff. Almost everything Nas we have is Only 16%, Amazon. right? NASDAQ, NASDAQ predicts yeah. by 2040, it'll be 95%. Even with a margin error of 15%, that's 80% of all sales are going to be done online. Why would you not want to get a piece of part of an asset, the largest asset in e-commerce, which is Amazon, number one, um, get involved in it 20 years before it becomes 90% of the market. Totally. You know what I mean? These are all appreciating. It's a huge aspect. It's the same thing. And I touched on this before we got on air is, is like you look at digital real estate, that term I keep using, and you look at like domain names back in like the nineties. Like if you had, you know, secured for like a dollar the domain name of like i don't know like bridge.com or something <laughs> yep you know that that gets sold because that is space that is proprietary and you can value it as whatever you like you know and then the more people come at you with it you know exactly so like those are the kind of things it's not exactly the same but there's a lot of parallels there oh totally just um this business land life yeah the website right now if i wanted to buy it it's fifty thousand dollars yeah if I wanted the domain Crazy. for landlife.com, it is $50,000. Yeah. Insane. If I would have thought of that, 20, I, I, I was pretty dumb 20 years ago, but if I, <laughs> thought, I had zero business sense 20 years ago. But yeah. if I had, and I had bought Landlife, or like you said, bridge.com, I mean- Anything that's like simple anything. like that. Yeah. You'd be- yeah, Wild. You'd be cleaning up right now. So this you know could be that- that next thing. Um, right. Is there anything we're missing? Uh, I mean, the, we could go on for five hours there, but I think we touched on, on the main aspects of the business, obviously, you know, your listeners, if they're interested more can, can reach us, but um, that's, that's it as a whole. Uh, when it comes down to what the model is, I can dive later on into, you know, how we source the products wholesale and that kind of stuff, but that's a little bit intricate, <laughs> but that's really it on the surface. And by the way, I want to touch on the book behind you. Um, the Life Force book by Tony Robbins, Precision Medicine. Yes. Yeah, I just started that. It's a good book. Awesome. I'm really into that kind of that aspect of health and and unbelievable much functional there medicine. So and many stuff like things that. you can do yeah. to prolong your yeah. life that we just never yeah. think about. Ever. We're never told. Ever. Yeah. There's, there's so much, so much little thing. I mean, you have stuff that's trending now, like cold therapy and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's there's just so much out there. It, it, to me, it's extremely intriguing. Some of my people call me a psycho if they look at what I, my morning routine. <laughs> I feel the same way. But hey, it is what it is. I feel great in the morning. So <laughs> I love to yeah. start my day out with a bunch of different cocktails of water with random droplets of stuff. And, supplements yeah. and such. Supplements, I mean, you name it. Yeah. <laughs> Some bamboo therapy back there. Yeah. <laughs> there is actually, there is an ice barrel that's right in front of the bamboo. So I do ice, I do Obviously, I do my my cold plunge therapy, and I have an infrared sauna as well in the house. That's like a fold up sauna. Uh, that's just integral to me. My daily, and I've been doing this for a while. It's just part of my, I don't know, yeah. mental health, everything. Yeah, Dude, and that's such a big part of business too. Like, what's the point of making a ton of money or any money in general uh, if you're out of shape or you're sick or you're, you know, all these. Uh, negative yeah, if you're swimming upstream health wise, it's just not enjoyable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you feel terrible all the time too. 
Totally. Energy is huge. It's a huge part of your diet dictates your energy levels. Totally. You know what I mean? That's so. Nice. so you're really close to the water. There's another book. Yeah. Two minute walk. Yeah. He always jumps in the water. And Milet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he jumps, jumps in, the... in the ocean uh, on the, uh, uh, every morning in the Pacific. And that's his cold plunge every day. I was thinking about, I mean, it's cold, but it's not, it's not that cold. It's like, in, it's like probably fit in the fifties, but you could still get the effects. Definitely. But just being in the salt waters, I ran on the beach this morning and today I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't know where to put my phone. Like no one's going to take it, but yeah. <laughs> I, think I don't know, man. Time, in don't... LA, I would not leave my phone anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I'm in Venice too. So like, yeah, those, those random walkers that are. <laughs> yeah. If you've never you been to Venice tell... beach, man, it's an experience. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's got, it's got flavor though, which, which I appreciate in Los Angeles. Definite flavor. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> you can watch guys lifting weights. You can watch like circus performers, uh, guys oh, yeah. skateboarding, basketball games, all kinds of bizarre things. All happen. kinds of stuff. And then if you walk five minutes in, in inland from the beach, you have these beautiful neighborhoods that no one even knows about. They're tourists, like beautiful infrastructure, like great architectural stuff from the early 1900s. Just funky houses, right? Yeah. And then really good restaurants. So yeah, got that kind yeah. of like grungy side, but also has like a really nice beauty, which is like the canals as well. You get the Venice canals here. That's why it's called Venice. A lot of people don't realize that. Kind of the same. <laughs> kind of the same. I don't know about that, but <laughs> yeah, we talked to a guy. We 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 uh, there was a guy sitting on a. We were at Venice Beach once, and we 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 talked to this guy. He's he's kind of sitting on a balcony at a in like a little house there, and he looks like he's maybe destitute. Maybe he doesn't live there. Yeah, and we're like he's like no, I live here, man. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And he starts talking about his life and his jobs and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's cool. So we walk away and we Zillow the house and it was like a $2 million. Uh, it had to be like a one bed, one bath. Shit. I mean, shit, that's crazy. Just because the city limits are so small here. There's nowhere to, they don't, they can't build up really. They can't build any more multifamily yeah. here. There's actually a law against it. Really? So it's like, yeah, they're trying to like to lower the population a little bit. So you can't build any, you can only build up with houses obviously and like that if you get like obviously we were looking because we own we have real estate in venice a business partner we have two different real estate um properties here and and yeah we looked at the multifamily aspect first of all it's a headache was to do restrictions and stuff like that but we found out that yeah you can't in venice itself you actually cannot develop multifamily anymore and their whole reason is to like reduce the population because it's a small city within the city um yeah yeah anyway pretty wild which is yeah, interesting so in the e-commerce space too because you can build on that forever versus yeah. physical, uh, you know, structure that can only be, it can only cover so much land. Yeah, I don't see the internet really going anywhere. It's not going it's anywhere. Like, it's like a galaxy. It's unlimited, right? Go to the galaxies galaxies forever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go to the limited virtual space, world. So. You'll, you'll see that. Yeah. Right. Built up forever. Right. All right. right well, exactly. where, can, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, we actually just launched a new website too. So it's got a little bit of a facelift. Uh, it's www.ascendecom.com. That's A-S-C-E-N-D-E-C-O-M.com. Um, YouTube channel, Ascendecom. Our Instagram is probably the most, um, we post them out the most, most frequently. That's us at Ascend underscore Ecom, A-S-C-E-N-D underscore E-C-O-M. Book a call with us on our website. It's not really sales. We do educational kind of consultations, learn about your background, explain our model, make sense to continue the conversation and sort of take it from there. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, man. This is really cool. And I think it'd be interesting for people that are like, you know, I already run my own business. I want to add something to it. 
but I don't want yeah. to work all day long doing that. You know, like everything that a lot. I see yeah. is a, is something else that I would have to go. I don't know. I would have to get training and I would have to go do it, you know, do the thing. And I don't oh. want to do that. I already got exactly. more, so I don't want to do exactly. that. Exactly. Um, so that's really, if you don't have time. That's when you come to us. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, that's really interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, guys. So, so contact, contact will, um, like right away. Cause this is really cool. And you might get to go to, you might get to have a business in Italy too, or Germany yeah. or England. Or yeah. Germany. You know, we, our, our customers, our clients, we plan on doing them for a long time. So these are our long-term partnerships. So that's really cool. That is on the horizon. Well, here's the big question that I ask everybody at yeah. the end of this podcast. This is a big one. It's pretty intense. So I mean, I hope you've been thinking, you know, long and hard. I know you went to college. You're a pretty smart guy. All right. Here's the question. If you will, sorry, we're land life. I buy and sell land. Yeah. Will, if you could buy land anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? I've traveled a lot and it's a very tough question to answer because I've been to almost 50 countries. But what's very relative here is the fact that I just am in the process of purchasing land in Bali as we speak. That's my first international purchase. Um, reasons why, first of all, the island itself is extremely beautiful. Um, in terms of sustainability, a lot of the food comes from the island. So the restaurant seems amazing. The food is absolutely delicious, all different kinds of cuisines. Uh, it's so green and beautiful. You get a huge international crowd there as well. The Balinese are beautiful people. Um, super, super sweet. Uh, there's great surf there. The beaches are there. And yeah, and it's extremely affordable. Um, wow. And there's a, a massively emerging um, rental scene there. So it's also a good ROI as well. That's yeah. awesome. So that's the best answer. Bali, and you already did it. So <laughs> you already did it. That's, that's the it best closes, It closes October 15th. Yeah, so we're... Are you going to go out there and check it out? Or do you, have you already been there? I've already quality? seen it. Yeah, I've already seen it. I was in there. I was there in May. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. I got a question for you on that. As an American, are you yeah. able to buy land? How, do you, how does that work when you buy land? Yeah, they just recently changed. Post-pandemic, they've changed the, the rules around that. So there's freehold and leasehold. Leasehold historically has been you purchase a lease, like a 30-year lease, yeah. if you're foreign. Um which you can also write in terms where it ends up being like a hundred year lease. Sometimes it actually has better ROI, to be honest with you. And you can build on it and you can sell your lease, et cetera. And then now you just see there's a couple of forms you can fill out and a few different things you need to do to be eligible to actually freehold. Um, freehold is actually buying the land. And that is new as of the last like 24 months. So you wow. can actually own physical land there now, which is awesome. Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, it, on the surface, it seems like leasehold, like stay away from that because you're not really owning the land, but there's a lot of good benefits from leasehold after the research we've done in terms of just like, you know, first of all, it's a lot cheaper to do leasehold, obviously. And if you negotiate right with the owner, you can pretty much have a lifelong leasehold <laughs> and still build the business on it and whatever. Um, I mean, unless, I don't know, I plan to live long, but if you get 150 years, I mean, shit, like, <laughs> you know hey, what I mean? So it just depends on where following that book, yeah, you can yeah. live for 150 years. Yeah, 100%, right? So anyway, right. it, both of them have great, great benefits, you know, so it just really depends on once you find the piece of land you like and what they're offering and, and what makes the most sense at the time. But yeah, short answer is yes. That is so cool. So you just opened up the floodgates though, to Bali freehold properties. <laughs> People are going to be 
Luckily, it's only my mom's book club that listens to this podcast. Yeah, there's going to be four it's also ladies. Very, 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 very far away. So a lot of people, not, maybe not everyone's comfortable owning a land that's a twenty-hour flight away, owning land that's, that's far away, unless they plan on living there. Um, yeah. I have a lot of network there and stuff. So if I'm not there, it's like the connections in terms of managing the, the land and property and all of that is all sort of in place for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's super cool, man. Best answer yet. I already bought it. Yeah. Hey, quick thing before we stop to Sardinia, which I was in, in early September, uh -huh. I was in Sardinia, uh, Sardinia, Italy. They actually are offering $15,000 to people who want to move there. It's the most beautiful island in Italy. It's insane. Um, you have to, the caveat is you have to live in a town that's got 3000 people or less and put the 15 grand into renovating a house, but they will pay you to move to Sardinia, Italy. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll talk to the wife about that. How close is Sardinia to the beach? Oh, it's an it's an island. Oh, okay, okay. It's, okay. it's the biggest island in the Mediterranean. People don't even realize it's Italian. It's really? stunning. If you I look at the south Sicily of France, as a kid, Sicily is south of it. So if you look okay. northwest, you have this massive island that's Sardinia. Wow. Looks like it's a country. Yeah. Okay, I can pull that off. I can convince the wife of that. <laughs> that's the key. That's always the There's big Google. Key. Just Google Sardinia beaches and you're going to be, you're going to freak out. I'm talking, you can see like, you know, 50 feet down, like crystal blue water. It's stunning. Dude, I remember the Sicilian beaches as a kid. Yeah. It's like that on steroids in no terms of beauty. Kidding. Yeah. Sardinia wow. is like next level. Yeah. All right. Sardinia and a uh, freehold in Bali. <laughs> and an e-commerce business. All right. I'm sold. Let's do it. The ultimate combo, man. <laughs> well, thank you so much, dude. Um, I really appreciate yeah. you spending all the, the time Absolutely. with us and, and giving us all this cool information. So yeah, um, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Guys, till next time I'll see you on land life. Take care.